What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 44 of the DW Podcast. Now, we are here with the last of all of our redraft series with the 2019 NBA redraft. Now, uh, we do have the, uh, the, the redraft rankings coming out where, where we're ranking each of the draft classes for NFL and NBA. That will be on our respective podcast. And then um, at some point, just because um, I said this on the NFL um, podcast, I'm here with Ben Deccarelli, by the way. Uh, yeah, so I am going to be uh, doing like a predictions video uh, just to just to stick on the NBA topic for a little just because that's the only thing we're sure that is coming back because that just got announced that it will be returning on July 31st today. Um, so anyway, we can get into a, a redraft that not many star players at the time and, and still not many stars now because because players have only had one year to break out. But, well, I mean, not even one. Uh, right, not even a full year. I guess in theory it will be considered a full year for some players um, who are playing in this 22-team uh, format. But anyway, uh, with the first pick, I think the Pelicans make the obvious, or maybe not obvious, but, but the same selection as they did in real life in selecting Zion Williamson. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I think that Zion has to be the pick here. He will most likely win um, Rookie of the Year unless something um, unless John Moran has a terrific um, return or and Zion doesn't. Um, but I think that Zion um, is the pick here. Okay, Zion is not going to win rookie of the year. Uh, just, just to point that out. It's going to be Ja. But, but anyway, uh, Zion is, I think, the best player in this draft. But Zion is the best player in terms of if that's what we were considering rookie of the year. But, but Zion only played 19 games, and at the least that will be – another 27 when um or unless he gets hurt but but if he stays healthy that will be another 27 he is automatically playing eight games and, and maybe you never know more jaw um just to move on to the second pick where the grizzlies in real life selected jaw now jaw emerged although not the most hyped up prospect of all time considering he came up came out of murray state and zion was in his draft class who was one of the most or if not the most hyped up draft prospect since lebron so um for Ja, I think Ja is a very, very good player. Uh, this season, he's better, been better um, in terms of durability, obviously, than Zion. And, and maybe you could even argue better than Zion when um, when he when Zion was playing. I don't think Zion – I don't think Ja is the best player long-term, but I think Ja has the future if he stays healthy to be a star. Also, I think at least as an athletic guy um, – Along with Zion, basically just annihilating guys and dunking over them. I think Ja is an awesome player. Ja and Zion have already emerged as, as two of my favorite NBA players. Not my two favorite NBA players, but, but two of my favorite. So I think um, these are two obvious redraft picks with the first two picks. Yeah, I would completely agree. Yeah, so so when we move on to the third pick where the Knicks are selecting, that's where things start to get questionable um, with, with talent and with redrafting the same guy. So so the Knicks offseason last year was the most horrible offseason in terms of expectations we might ever see. Now, now first we draft lottery where, where they were expected to get at least the, the second pick, if not the first pick, and, and get one of the two main prospects in Zion or Ja. Well, well, that did not work out well for them, um, considering they fell to three. Not that R.J. Barrett seemed like a bad pick at the time. It isn't necessarily a bad pick now. And then um, in, in the offseason and free agency, they were projected to get one of Durant or Kyrie or, or other stars like Kemba or, or somebody great, and all they ended up with was Bobby Portis and Julius Randle. But um, 
Yeah, I don't think R.J. Barrett is the third-best rookie in this class, but I think he is up there. Plus, with the, the Duke coming out of Duke and, and the fact that he's only 19 and younger than other guys in this draft class, I think why not select him again if you're the Knicks? So I think the Knicks here select R.J. Barrett once again. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think that it, it it is definitely one of the more disappointing um, off-seasons, again, um, as you said, in terms of expectations that we've seen in recent memory. I think that, you know, as you mentioned, you know, they were definitely expected to get a top two pick and get um, a star in either, you know, Kyrie, uh, Durant, or or at the very least Kemba, but they, but Durant and Kyrie obviously went to the other New York team to Brooklyn, but yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, we can move on here to, to four to the Hawks. Yeah, no, in real life, the Hawks traded up from four, or from eight to four um, with the Pelicans, uh, that the Pelicans acquired in the AD trade. Anyway, uh, they selected DeAndre Hunter, who has not had a terrible rookie season. I have him going. In the late teens, um, you have him going. Around this time, kind of. I think the Hawks select a guy who, although is most likely not number four guy in terms of uh, in terms of talent in this draft class, I think he has like the clutch gene and, and could maybe be a, a good ball handler or guard on a, on a good team, as he kind of already is. Uh, I think the Hawks here select Tyler Hara. Yeah, I would agree with this pick here. I think that um, that he um, would pair well with with Young. Um, I think that they could be a very good um, guard tandem for for years to come. Um, I, I think that that would be um, one of the scarier um, three point duos. I, I don't know that they would necessarily be the next Splash Bros, but. I guess some maybe potentially version of that. Um, but yeah, so that uh, would make sense as we both had the same pick here. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks had a somewhat promising draft, at least at the time, by selecting DeAndre Hunter and, and Cam Radish, two very good college players. They have both probably been at least somewhat underwhelming so far in their young NBA careers. But, but I think Hero is at least a slight upgrade over Hunter. Uh, we can move on to the fifth pick where in real life he Cavs with Darius Garland. Um, in terms of talent, this pick always made sense. Um, in terms of fit, I was never 100% sure because I think Sexton could have – Colin Sexton um, could have a very good career as a, as a primary ball handler for the cast. In terms of himself, it probably wouldn't ever bring team success. But I think they get a, a forward as Kevin Love has kind of voiced out that he is not happy with the organization and wants out when he can. Um, Although they have not been able to find a trade partner, and they um, acquired another big man in, in Andre Drummond this trade deadline, I think they grab one here by selecting Brandon Clark. Yeah, I have the exact same pick here. Brandon Clark has flown under the radar a little bit um, in terms of in terms of how good of a rookie year he has had. Um, but yeah, I think that um, that makes sense for both of us there as we as we have the top, same top five five in this uh, final redraft here. Yeah, I mean, for starters, he he is one um, the the twenty first pick, or he was the twenty first pick, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Uh, I think it was twenty first to the Thunder, and then traded to the Grizzlies. Uh, yep, I yeah, you're right. Correct. Uh, I think Clark is a good player. Uh, it, it sucks for him that he has to play uh, behind, in some sense, Jaw and Triple J's who who we have just talked about in recent episodes and this episode for Ja. But I think he is still has the potential to become a very solid player, probably never an all-star, but a good player. Not, not in a fairly weak rookie class. I think he has probably emerged as the third 
pick. You could argue fourth if you consider Kendrick Nunn, considering he sat out last year. Um, um, but, but technically, uh, uh, technically, he is third, I guess. Maybe he's third, even including Kendrick Nunn. I think Brandon Clark is a very uh, bright future, so I think this is a great pick for, or this would be a big upgrade for the Cavs. Yeah. All right, so we can move on here to six to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, now with the sixth pick in real life, the Timberwolves selected Jarrett Culver, who has had a solid rookie year. I think why not do that again? And I think I think they select Jarrett Culver again. Um. Okay. Uh, Jarrett Culver goes significantly later for me. Um, I think that the Timberwolves here go with Eric Pascal. I feel like Jarrett Culver maybe isn't as talented as as being picked at number six is. I feel like Jarrett Culver for for the Timberwolves here. You either pick Jarrett Culver at the original spot, or he goes a lot later. I think it's similar to other picks, maybe even with, like, R.J. Barrett, per se. But but I think this is a good pick uh, for the Timberwolves, who, although has not seen much success uh, from him, he is a, still has some bright upside um, in that Timberwolves backcourt-ish, frontcourt-ish. I, I don't know if you want to call him, like, a shooting guard or a small forward. That That is up for debate. But we can move on to the seventh pick where the Bulls are on the clock. Now, now in real life, they selected Kobe White, who – as of lately, before the season got suspended, was was emerging as one of the better players in his rookie class, even before he had a, a solid rookie season. I don't see why you would not. Picking him again to be your starting point guard of the future, I think the Bulls select Kobe White here. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, he was obviously playing very good um, ball before the season got suspended, so I think that Kobe White uh, makes sense here for both of us. Yeah, so, so with the eighth pick the Pelicans um selected Jackson Hayes I think you would argue that you would do that again I would not uh criticize you if you did but I think the Pelicans can get a slightly better option a guy who went a lot later in the real draft um but but has had a solid rookie year on a on a god-awful team uh in Eric Pasco um yeah I like that um Pasco obviously went six for me I think that the Pelicans stick with their original pick in Jackson Hayes. Uh, yeah, I like that. He is a, a solid player, Hayes. I already think he at least will grow into a solid player. Um, I, I am a fan of his athleticism, plus defense, plus, plus kind of that kind of mentality. As, as he is a defense first, in my opinion, player. He can, he can dunk on people. I think he is a pretty fun player. Um, we can move on to the ninth pick where Ivy Wizards, who made a, a very good selection, um, selecting the first Japanese basketball player of all time. I, If I'm not mistaken, they selected Rui Hachimura, Roy Hachimura. I'm not 100% sure on how you say that name, but he has been a, a solid player um, so far in his rookie year. So I think uh, – and, we, and we'll see some more time as the Wizards are included in, in this new situation with the, with the nine Eastern Conference teams fighting for the eighth spot. Uh Anyway, I think they select Rui Hachimura again. Yeah, I would completely agree. I, I think that they stick with this pick here. Yeah, uh, with the the Hawks or with the tenth pick, the Hawks are on the clock now. They selected Cam Reddish, who has who's been underwhelming maybe ever since I saw him in an airport. Uh, shout out to you. I I wasn't going to bother him because he was wearing headphones and did not look like he wanted to talk to a, a an eleven year old, but or or maybe anyone. Anyway, I think here the Hawks select a very athletic guy who, like Kobe White, kind of emerged towards the later stages of the season before it got suspended in Seko Dumbaya, something like that. Yeah, I, I have him 
going with the next pick here. Um, I think that the the Hawks here go with DeAndre Hunter, a guy that they got in um, as they traded up at four. So I think that they get him um, with a later pick at ten here. Yeah, uh, that is that's ideal. I think for for the Hawks, I have Hunter going a bit later, maybe a lot later. Uh, we, we'll move on to the eleventh pick for the Suns in real life, who who. It's not necessarily um, a great a great pick for the Suns and Cam Johnson. I have him going, um, but a bunch later in this uh, in this redraft, not a good pick. I think you get a big upgrade and a ball handler. And now for the third straight draft, they get a point guard type player um, to pair next to Devin Booker. Uh, they didn't do it in any of these redrafts. I think they select Darius Garland. Yeah, I like that. Garland um, goes just a couple of picks later for me. I think that the Suns here go with a guy you had going just one pick earlier in Sekou Dumboya, something like that. Yeah, it's not necessarily um, how you said it, but I'm not – or how how you say it, but I don't think my my prediction was right either. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick and and get some on – maybe on, like, untapped potential, I guess, like, that, that hasn't necessarily been revealed yet, but I think with the athleticism, that's a very good pick for the Suns. We can move on to the 12th pick, where I have the Hornets, who selected P.J. Washington. I think you could definitely argue that you would do it again, but instead, I think they go with um, with Jackson Hayes. Yeah, I like that. Hayes obviously went four picks earlier for me to, to the Pelicans. Um, I think that the Hornets here go with Cam Reddish. Uh, yeah, that that's a... A good pick, I think. I have him going um, later, but not so much later. Uh, anyway, uh, we can move on to the 13th pick with Heater on the clock. Now they selected Tyler Harrow, or Hero, um, who, who is long off the board for both of us. I think they get a different wing-ish type guard-ish player um, in Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that the Heat here got, obviously, Tyler Hero. Um I think that they get a different, you know, young shooting guard, um, guy who can start slash be a solid six man for you in Matisse Thibel. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he has been solid for the Sixers on the defensive end, fine on the offensive end. Um, yeah, not not a bad pick. I have him going. Um, a, a few picks later. Yeah, we can we can move on to the 14th pick. The Celtics selected Romeo Langford hasn't necessarily worked out for them. Who do you have the Celtics selecting? Yeah, I think that the Celtics here go with Darius Garland um, as they pair um, a guard with um, with Kemba Walker. Um, I think that Garland, um, as still you mentioned earlier, um, the fit hasn't been terrific with, uh, with him and the Cavs, obviously playing um, two-guard ball with – or two-point guard ball with, with Sexton. Um, um, as still mentioned, the pick here in in real life was Romeo Langford. Um, I think that Darius Garland probably ends up working out for you here. Um, as a as a backup. Um, as a backup. Um, for you. Um, so I think that this this Darius Garland um pick ends up working out for you. Yeah, I have Celtics going a different way here. If Garland is already off the board for me, I think they they go with a. A forward-ish, big man type guy by selecting P.J. Washington. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, PJ Washington goes just one pick later. Um, for me, so we could just move on to that. Um, I think that the the Pistons here, who got um, uh, however you want to say it, Sekud Dumboyo. I I don't know. Neither of us really seem to know how to say it. Um, so I think that the Pistons here replace him with with PJ Washington. Yeah, I think PJ Washington started his his career out very very well, and Pat so did solid rookie season. It cooled down slightly after that. I think it is still a good pick for whatever team who acquires him, as he had a solid rookie season at least compared to most players in his class. So, um, yeah, that is a solid pick for for both of his respective teams that he is now getting redrafted to. Uh, anyway, we can move on to the. The 15th pick where the Pistons are on the clock. Yeah, as I already mentioned. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so, in real life, they selected Dumbaya, as you said. I have them selecting the first undrafted player so far um, by selecting Terrence Davis. Yeah, he, I like it. Yeah, he emerged once again as we got closer to this pandemic with the Raptors, so he never necessarily got to break out his full potential so far this season, but I think he is probably um, not a front runner, but, but up there as maybe one of the contenders or like the third guy um, in rookie of the year voting just because of how uh, surprising his rookie season was. I think although he does not, or although he has one of the better rookie seasons um, in, in the league, he does not necessarily have the upside for long-term success, but I think he is still a solid player, at least for now. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think that um, he goes, Terrence Davis goes just one pick later um, for me to the Magic. Dill, as you mentioned, he has had um, kind of a surprise um, solid year and and could or and should be in the um, the conversation at least for, for, um, for rookie of the year. He probably won't win it, but um, he it should be in that conversation. So I think that that makes sense for both of us here. You can give your, your 16th pick. Yeah, now with the 16th pick, um, I have the Magic selecting a guy that if you're going for scoring, maybe it's not the pick, but just to play some solid defense off the bench and, and maybe eventually as a starter, I have the Magic selecting Matisse Thibault. Yeah, I like that. Um, Matisse obviously went 13 to the Heat for me, so – not an incredible amount of difference there for um, either of us. I think we can move on here to 17 to the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, now here are the Pelicans. Uh, oh, just to go back to the 1650 Magic, so like the Chuma Okiki, who got a, an injury in Auburn's Sweet 16 game two years ago against North Carolina, who who eventually, and or Auburn eventually ended up going to the Final Four and rallied uh, behind him. He's not played an NBA game yet because – being injured, and then he was promoted to the G League just to kind of warm up back into not being hurt. Uh, but I think he can have a, a solid career once he returns, if he returns. Uh, and then with the 17th pick, the Pelicans selected Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think there's a solid chance you do that again as he has had a solid rookie season. Uh, but I think they go a different way here. Uh, by selecting a guy who went in the top five in real life and selecting DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, um, I like that. Obviously, Hunter came off the board at 10 for me, um, but I think that is another one of those scenarios where if you don't, I don't know, give him high or, or redraft him to a team that he actually went to, as I did, then it can be tough to, to find a place for him. But anyway, um, I think at 17 to the Pelicans, I think that they select Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I think Kevin Porter Jr. Jr. is a, a pretty good pick and, and probably more similar to McKeel than 
than Hunter is, but I think Hunter is still a good pick as well as he fell in this free draft a lot. Uh, we can move on to the 18th pick. I'm really the Panthers selected Goga Batate. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that one right. Uh, now I think they select a shooter to pair along Malcolm Brogdon and Dio when he returns in Cam Reddish. Um, yeah, I like that just to point it out. I know you didn't mention, but you said uh, 18 to the Panthers, it's 18 to the Pacers. Um, yeah, right. yeah I, I know you meant that. Um, I just wanted to point that out for those listening. Um, I think at 18 to the Pacers, they select Jared Culver. Yeah, I think that is good value. I think in terms of more of a scorer and a more upside, he's a good pick. But, but when you consider one that I had him going number six and, and two that I think Cam Radish is more of a shooter, which could be what the Panthers, the Pacers, now I can't stop on the Panthers, are looking for, then maybe Cam Radish is more of an ideal pick. But yeah, I think both picks are good for the Panthers. Just kidding, I meant the Pacers. Uh, uh, I did that one intentionally. Uh, anyway, we can move on to the 19th pick where the Spurs are on the clock. Uh, I have them going with a, a guard-ish guy uh, rather than Luka Samanek, who, who has not uh, performed well and hasn't played much. I think they select Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah, I like that. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker goes... Um, a couple of picks later for me. I think that these Spurs here go with Romeo Langford. Yeah, I think that is a, a fine pick. I have him going near the tail end of this redraft, but, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we, we can move on to the 20th pick. The Sixers on the clock. Now they, now they select T. Seibel, who's off the board in both of our redrafts. I think they get another-ish, or another guard-ish, forward-ish type guy who once again, kind of emerged. He was not looking to be a solid player in many people's eyes. I think they select Terrence Mann. Yeah, I like that. Um, Terrence Mann goes a couple of picks later for me, or I guess a few picks later, however you want to say it. Um, I think that the um, Sixers here go with Grant Williams. Yeah, I think that is a solid pick for the Sixers. I have him going a few picks, uh, not a few picks later, one pick later, so uh, we can just start that. Now, in real life, the pick for the Grizzlies at 21 was, was Brandon Clark, who was long off the board for both of us and one of the better rookies in the league. I think um, in this redraft, like I said, they saw Grant Williams, who was a solid 3 and D guy for the Celtics so far in his career. Yeah, um, and I think that's basically the reason I had him going to the Sixers. He can give them some shooting and some quality defense. Um yeah, anyway, I think at 21 to the Grizzlies, I think that Cam Johnson is the pick here. Yeah, I am not a Cam Johnson fan. And like we were talking about, ironically, in the last episode, uh, or, or in the last NFL episode, uh, just a few minutes ago, or, or I guess like, like an hour ago, we were talking about how Clellan Farrell, who got drafted to the Raiders, went so high that, that once he had a fine rookie season, he was looked at as a bust, but he wasn't actually that bad. I think it's similar with Cam Johnson, who, who just because he went way too high in 11, and that was pretty questionable at the time, uh, it wasn't necessarily a terrible rookie. I think here, um, just to just to move on to the next pick, uh, 22, uh, I, the Celtics in real life selected um, selected Grant Williams. I think he's off, or he is off the board for both of us. I think. Instead, they select Bruno Fernando. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, Fernando comes off the board just a couple of picks later here. I think that um, the, the Celtics here pronounce or go, sorry, 
go with a guy that I'm definitely going to struggle to pronounce in Goga Bitatsi. Yeah, it's, it's like Bitatsi or Bitatsi, something like that. Uh, one of us is right, the other one is close. Um, anyway, uh, both fine big man picks for the Celtics. I guess you could argue which one is the better one. That's arguable, like I said. Um, with the 23rd pick, we can move on the Thunder in real life. Selected um, a guy who, who hasn't had a, a, a notable rookie season by any means, as he has not played too much. I think instead they selected a guy who, who they acquired on draft as an undrafted free agent in Lugentis Thor. Um, yeah, I, I, he is my quote unquote best cut. Um, I think that uh, that the Thunder here go with uh, go with Nikhil Alexander Walker. Um, yeah, I think that um, that makes sense for both of us um, as we can continue to fly by through these. As this is going to be a quicker episode just because we haven't even full seen a full season of basketball and playoffs out of these guys, so it's tough to discuss their career so far. But but anyway, um, we can move on here to 24 to the Suns. Yeah, with the 24th pick in real life, the Suns, um, via the Sixers, selected Ty Jerome. Um not done much. He's been fine. I do not have him going. He was one of my better cuts. I don't know if he was the best one. I have the Suns selecting um, Goga Bitsatsa. Yeah, I like that. Um, obviously, he went um, just two picks earlier for me. Um, I think that um, that the the Suns here will um, will select Bruno Fernando as we swap 22nd and 24th picks. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's a good pick, I think. Uh or I think either one of them is, is fine for, for the respective teams that they are now on. Uh, we can move on to the 25th pick where in real life the Blazers selected Nasir Little, Little who at the time was, was the steal of the draft. Uh, far and away, I had him going at least near the top 10. Um, he, he's not done anything. He's been, he's been very disappointing so far in his career. So I then selecting Nico Claxton. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that uh, we're... Nico Claxton goes um, just one pick later for me. I think that the Blazers here actually stick with their original pick as with Nasir Little. Um, as Dill, you mentioned, he has been underwhelming um, in his rookie season, but I think since he's showed signs of potentially going um, as high as the top 10, top 15 range, I think that he still has a bunch of potential, which I think you can is, is what we are, for the most part, basing these picks off of us. Again, we haven't even seen a full season of basketball out of these guys. But, yeah, we can move on here to 26 to the Cavs, where I think that the pick, obviously, as I mentioned, is Nico Claxton. Yeah, um, that that's, that's fine. That's a good pick. I Considering I had him going one pick later, he, he's fine, I guess. Not not amazing, but, but fine. Uh, with the 26th pick, um, I have the Cavs selecting Cody Martin. Um, yeah, I like that. Cody goes just two picks later to the Warriors for me. Um, but we can move on here to 27 to the Clippers, where I think the, the Clippers select Terrence Mann. Yeah, I think I had him going number 20 to the Sixers, so that's a pretty good pick for, for the Clippers. Uh, that they got him in real life, I think. Um, or although the pick in real life, uh, was, was, um, what was, Mifondu Kabengo, Dikembe Mutombo's uh, uh, nephew, I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's how you say his name, but I know he's your nephew, courtesy of, of Matthew Shapiro, who, who made one 
um, one appearance on this podcast. Anyway, um, I think they select Romeo Langford here. Yeah, um, I think that that, um, that makes sense. Um, obviously, I had Romeo Langford going at 19 to the Spurs. I think we can move on here to, to 28 to the Warriors, um, where I think that the Warriors, as I mentioned, select Cody Martin. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a good pick, considering I had him going number twenty-eight. I had the Warriors selecting a guy who they did not, um, who who they selected here in real life in Jordan Poole. Um, I yeah, I like that. He was another one of my better cuts. Um, so we can wrap things up with these final two picks here. I think that the Spurs here go with Admiral Schofield. Um, and then I think at thirty to the Cavs, the Cavs select Ty Jerome. Yeah. Um. So I, I do not have either of those guys. I have the Spurs selecting Cam Johnson at twenty nine, and then the Cavs selecting Daniel Gafford. Yeah. All right. So that makes sense. Um. So that wraps up the uh the NBA redraft. Um. I'm not sure if you have any what ifs. Um. I, I not many. I guess just like simple but not important ones. Like like who wins rookie of the year? I. I don't see why it wouldn't be job. Maybe in another um, position, maybe somebody else wins it. Uh, you assume it's still job. I mean, yeah, I think it's still probably job. I mean, maybe in another, in, in a hypothetical universe, maybe Zion doesn't get hurt, and then I would think Zion would win it. But if we're assuming that Zion still gets hurt, then yeah, I think it's it's still job. Yeah. Now, now with the the Pelicans, um, with now with DeAndre Hunter in um um and and instead of Nikhil Alexander Walker, and now. Eric Pascal for me instead of Jackson Hayes, are they positioned in to making the playoffs even without Zion for most of the season rather than the Grizzlies with Ja and and now with the loss of Brandon Clark as well? Um, yeah, I, I think probably because I think that the, the loss of Brandon Clark um, hurts them um, a good amount. So, yeah, I, I think that the, the Pelicans um, will, would probably make a run, especially if they can get, you know, uh, roughly 30 games out of Zion, then I think that, that they would be good and, and maybe make a push for that eight seed. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up all of the redrafts. I hope you guys enjoyed this 20-part series. Um, it, was, it was a fun one. We still have constant uploads, probably. I, I might be going back to once a week, probably more like twice a week, because this has gotten me more into the potting uh, of consistency. So I think the goal would be to do twice um, – three times a week at most, uh, rather than now where it's at least, or at most like four, maybe even more if we're, we're banging out more than one in a day. But, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. And that was a fun series. We will have, um, uh, the, the ranking of the redrafts or of the draft classes, um, this weekend. Uh, so yeah, Ben, thanks for being on. Yeah. Thanks for doing this uh, whole series with me. This was, this was fun. Um, and yeah, obviously as Dill mentioned, we will be back, um, both on, this podcast and the the G Men Journal to rank these draft classes, so that will be fun as well. Um, and then and then you know talking about this um, the NBA's return will be fun as well. But but yeah, yeah that that wraps it up. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys.